Welcome to Creative City, the podcast that lets you listen in on my conversations with Cincinnati's most innovative and creative minds. Hey, welcome to the Creative City podcast, where I chat with Cincinnati's creative leaders and record the conversation so you can listen in. I am Tamia Stinson from thestylesample.com, and I'm here today with Grace Dobush, a.k.a. Gail Dobush, (laughs) of crafty supermarket fame, of book fame. She's a writer extraordinaire. Grace, how are you doing today? I am so good, except for super cold. Yeah, it's well, we're not enjoying the winter here in Cincinnati, but that's okay. We're going to get through it by listening to podcasts on the couch. Exactly. <laughs> so what have you been up to lately? I know that um, we were just talking a little bit beforehand. I know that you're doing some, or you're a big part of Midwest CraftCon. Yeah, I'm one of three organizers for Midwest CraftCon, which is happening in the mid to end of February, February 19th to 21st okay. in Columbus. So tell me a little bit more about that. So it's actually like a conference for people yeah. in the craft arena? Yeah, crafting and creative entrepreneurship. Um, we're calling it like a business conference or like actually more like a retreat for mid-career oh, cool. makers. So it's meant to be a place where you're going to learn a lot from Amazing experts, like we have um, artist Lisa Congdon coming in. Oh, wow. And Abby Glassenberg, okay. who's a major craft blogger, um, as well as Kate McKean, a book agent from New York, oh who wow. specializes in craft books and a bunch of craft marketing experts from around the country, including like some people from Cincinnati. Um, and it, it's just going to be really major. But it's also, uh, it, I mean, that sounds like it's going to be super busy, and it will <laughs> be pretty busy, but it's also meant to be like uh, crafters, Especially in any self-employed creative people, it's so hard for us to take a weekend off or like stop working right, for a second. Right. So this is really meant to be also a getaway for you. Like so kind of like designer vacay, but for craft. Yeah, types. exactly. Okay. Like, you know, we we're really building in a lot of socialization time and fun stuff so that, you know, you're not rushing. It's just like rushing from session to session. That's like important. Running yourself ragged. Like we're blotting out like blocking out two hours for lunch, for example. So you can go off campus and hang out with people, you That's know? awesome, because that's the... B- I just went to a conference in New Orleans in October. Um, Which one? Being Boss. Do you listen to that podcast? No, I oh, should. Oh, you should check it out. It's lovebeingboss.com. Um, love those girls. But they had their first gathering, whatever, in New Orleans, and it was so awesome because there was a session in the morning, and everybody, you know, knew where to be and when to be there, and then there was usually some sort of activity at night, like a dinner or a ghost tour, because, you know, we're in New Orleans, you got to do a ghost (laughs) tour, Um, but pretty much the entire rest of the day was up to you, so you could hang out with, I mean, there were people from all over the country, I met another girl from Cincinnati in the airport in Texas. That always happens, that always happens. Just randomly, so yeah, I... I can definitely see the benefit of having some downtime because those connections that you make with people are really the best part of any exactly. That's anyway. so true. Like, y- I mean, it is awesome to see like artists and people that you really look up to, like actually oh, get to meet them in person. I love that. It's amazing getting to hear their stories, shake their hand, get your book signed or whatever. Right. It's super awesome. But when it comes down to it, the people that you were like drinking Sazeracs with, mm-hmm. like, until who knows what hour mm-hmm. in the morning. Like, those are the people you're going to be in touch with That's forever. when the bonding happens. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, with crafters, like, so many of us 
we see each other across the aisle at a craft show. We're like waving to each other. Like maybe we manage right. to like get dinner together afterwards, but we see each other like once a year. Right. That's not enough. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're kind of turning into like slumber party. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've got like at evening craftivities planned between like eight and 11 midnight. Who okay. knows? But it's, it's all within the same conference hotel. Like, you know, we're, okay. we're trying to get people to be just on site so you don't miss a thing and you know if you need to go take a disco nap like go for it and then come <laughs> back downstairs you know keep <laughs> keep hanging out that definitely does sound kind of like a slumber party which i would totally be into now right? that you bring it up yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> so speaking of getting autographs you are a published author it's true uh, and you write for all kind of stuff and i got to be honest with you like i was doing some research on you okay i was stalking you on the internet okay <laughs> Uh, but I didn't realize that you wrote for as many different publications and sites, et cetera, et cetera, as you did. And at first I was kind of offended because I was like, I thought you was Cincinnati Magazine specific, but <laughs> no. Uh, so how did you get into freelancing? Oh, man. Um, well, I've been in the, I've, I, I started freelancing when I was in journalism school. Um, oh. I, when I went to Kent State up near Cleveland, um, my first internship was for FMW Media down here in Cincinnati. You used to work for that, which was, right? Yeah, and that was my how I ended up getting hired there later. Uh, okay. But my very first time with them was in 2004. And um, after that, I'd occasionally do freelance work for the magazines I used to work for, How and Family Tree, okay. uh, which are a design magazine and a genealogy magazine. Yeah, I, I always thought unrelated. their catalog was a little. I was like, okay, sure. It's whatever. totally different, <laughs> but I worked, I split my time that summer between those two magazines and the connections I had. Like, like specifically between those two? Yeah, oh, yeah, they like split me. So I was like 20 huh. hours a week. Well, generally, right. not like clocking in right. and out, but I'd be working on a genealogy like database project and then I would also be like finding cool design things to like feature in the huh. design magazine. It was really cool. Like I, at the time, I remember, I mean, I ended up working for both magazines again later when I was working at FMW after I graduated from college. Um, but it's funny how you know, family tree, like genealogy isn't cool, right? Like, it's are a you gram- kidding me? Well, it's like a, it's like a magazine our grandmas would read, right? Like, oh, you mean the magazine? I thought you meant in general. Okay, well, yes. no, I mean, you know, it depends on your level yeah. of nerdiness. Well, I mean, I, I Man, enjoy what does that it. Say about me? I, uh, no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But you know, the magazine is, you know, the sense of humor had to be like grand. The target audience is a little right? different. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I remember kind of being as a young young professional thinking like oh well I mean this isn't really fun or anything but uh-huh. honestly like Family Tree has had more effect on my like on my career than any other publication I've worked for it's so funny like from the great managers that I had to oh. learning all these techniques on historical research that I use in my Ooh. own reporting like I love honestly, historical like, research oh right yeah like that's and that's how I started working for Cincinnati Magazine uh-huh. doing work for for Cincinnati Magazine I had just found this crazy story. Um, shortly after I, I became freelance, I, I quit my day job about f- a little more than three years ago. Um, and as I was just hanging out in Chicago with some friends, came across this mention in a random book about the Manischewitz. It mentioned that the Manischewitz Matzo Company was founded in Cincinnati. Okay. And I was like, how did I not know uh-huh, this? Uh-huh. Like. I think I remember this story. Yeah, so I, I picked. I well, I I ended up pitching it to Cincinnati yeah, Magazine. I remember it was published that. in the April two thousand fourteen. Fourteen, I think. Two thousand fourteen issue. Yeah. 
and it was a cool story. Yeah. But honestly, I report, I like did research, genealogical and historical research on that family uh-huh. for probably like four months on and off before I even pitched it to RJ and Linda. And they Why? immediately like called me and were like, yeah, we want this. Why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, I just, just cause. I mean, well, that's the thing that I've learned like as, um, in, in my freelance careers, like the more footwork you do up front, the easier it is to have an editor say yes to you. And that is a tip directly from the horse's mouth. It is, <laughs> yeah. Like my number one tip is like, I, I think when I was a baby freelancer, when I was a journalism student, I kind of assumed that if you put yourself out there, if you're like, hello, I'm a freelancer who would like to write for you, uh-huh. magazine editors would be like, oh, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> of course Here's you an would. assignment. It's like, no, that's never how it works. Like, editors really rely on the freelancers to find crazy ideas and sell them on why this needs to be in the magazine now and why they're the right person to write it. Right, right, right. And so that's something that I've like been really trying to harness in, you know, in my career. And last year I saw a lot of really great things come to fruition. Like I had a piece in the economist. I had a piece in the Washington post. I had a couple of people's pieces in wired. Yeah. Um, in addition to Cincinnati magazine and, um, (laughs) all of those pretty much were things that I had pitched. That's awesome, because I keep, I'm not sure of the best way to tell people this without sounding like a brat, but I keep trying to tell people that the easier you make it for the person that you're pitching to, Mm -hmm. the more likely you are to get an assignment, to Mm -hmm. get coverage, because I do this all the time, you know, as a stylist, I'm always out looking for things, but if you can show me something without me having to do 100% of the legwork behind it, Mm -hmm. much better chance of actually being included in some sort of editorial. Exactly. Just make it easy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that's making it easy for the end user. I mean, that's something that I'm even finding with Midwest Craft Con, like Mm. making sure that everything is really easy to find on our website, making sure that like the sign up page includes all the possible things that people (laughs) would want to know. You know, it's it's it seems uh, self evident, but you know, I've I've you've probably seen a lot of like event bright pages that just have like barely any information like okay so what what is this i don't even know what this is why am i paying 25 dollars for this or whatever i want to come right yeah and so that's just my motto like with midwest craft con and my freelancing or even running crafty supermarket make it as easy as possible Mm -hmm. for people to do whatever you want them to do and in the case of freelancing it's give me money (laughs) and and put my name in your magazine (laughs) i need to make it so easy for people to give me money i'm really working on that please throw your money at me I will catch it. Even if I don't, I will pick it up. Um, so speaking of Crafty Supermarket, I know that's a that's a big one. This past holiday season was redonkulous. Bananas. It was crazy. How many? It was like six. 6,500. Ah! 6,500 people. Oh, my God. But it was amazing. I got at least three gifts taken care of, I believe. Oh, yeah. That one. Yeah, sure did. And I oh, might yeah. have, may or may not have bought something for myself. Well, obviously. It's usually <laughs> jewelry because I have a problem. Yeah. So are you guys planning to expand on that? Um, I know the, mm-hmm. the, the music hall situation is a little tenuous this year. Yeah, music hall is under renovation, and so is the museum center. So, like, our two, like, <laughs> biggest, coolest locations in Cincinnati right. are, like, both not available. So... Um, Did not think about that, but they definitely yep. decided to do both of those mm-hmm. at the same time. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah. So um, we are talking to a number of venues trying okay. to figure out where we're going to be this holiday season. Right. For the spring show on May 7th, we're at the Clifton Cultural Arts Center, like our usual spring show. It's uh-huh. a little bit smaller. It's a little bit more chill. Yeah. It's a little more intimate. Um, that building is so crazy. Yeah, the building is so cute. I love that building. There's, it's just so random. I There's a gym on a random floor. There's... <laughs> I remember going to like a dance class there. I was like, oh, this is a room for dancing. Okay, yeah, sure. It's insane Whatever you got. how much stuff they pack into that building. There's a weird theater up at the top. I'm like, yeah, who the puts top a floor is like the half gymnasium and half auditorium. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, did you know that Sarah Jessica Parker made her uh, acting debut in that little Shut theater? Shut your up mouth. Top? As Annie or as something else? Uh, I'm not sure what it was, but she definitely went to elementary school there. <sighs> Right? I knew I felt something when I stood on that stage because <laughs> I definitely went to go stand on the stage and pretend like I was a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's coming yeah. up. So, I mean, that's May, and, you know, we're as as we're recording this, we're about to open up applications and okay. get that ball rolling. How many applications do you usually get? Oh, man, it's usually more than 200. Ooh, and you for, narrow it down to? Well, for the spring, it's 45. And for, ah! the, for the holiday, it's like 90. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's tough, but... I I, th- I feel like that makes it better for the shoppers. Like we always oh, have it's more like curated. a really curated yeah. mix, and we also always bring in like at least 25, 30% new people. So oh, that's awesome. So it's not we're always to bring the same. In, yeah, I mean, because mm-hmm. we've had so many awesome people. Like we could do, we could do a show of like two hundred people with just awesome people mm-hmm. we've had before and mm-hmm. nobody knew, and like probably do that until the end of time yeah. and we'd not run out of people, people would come. but yeah. like it, it, it's I think it's better for the shoppers when we're always finding new talent and bringing in people from other places and so yes but we've been we've been thinking about holiday 2016 show for <laughs> like honestly like already like a year really uh, more than a year even because we knew that this was going to happen and yeah we're trying to find stuff. I mean, if anybody listening to this podcast, like say owns an abandoned Kmart, <laughs> let me know because I'd love to have my craft show. There. Well, I've definitely seen abandoned Kmart. So right? there's, a, <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> I need to get that queen city discovery guy to like, let me into it. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he knows somewhere. Yeah. Call me. Okay. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> so it sounds like you're pretty busy. I'm curious, like as a freelancer, cause a lot of people want to, eventually go off and work for themselves at some point. I'm curious what your days look like because it Mm. sounds like there's a lot to do. There is a lot to do. I also have like a lot of downtime, I guess. I mean, it it really depends on the week. Like if it's the week leading up to this conference I'm putting on, like, oh, I'm I'm not going to be sleeping. I'm... Uh, going to be eating garbage and like <laughs> not not actual garbage, <laughs> folks. Just just like not pizza like rolls. <laughs> I'm going to be eating pizza not rolls kale. exclusively. Okay, yeah, um, and running around. But honestly, like um, I mean, when I started my journalism career, I worked at a newspaper in Pittsburgh for a year and a half. And mm-hmm. honestly, like I love the pressure of a deadline. Like yeah. I work, I work best that under gets me pressure. Going. Yeah, me too. I'm like so efficient. It's a problem. And it's like that rule, <laughs> you know, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Uh-huh. Like that's how me and my co-organizers are for Midwest Craft Con. We're all craft show organizers from around Ohio. Right. One from Columbus, one from Akron. And the three of us are all like, we organize this stuff. Um, we all have all other jobs as well. Like okay. one is a teacher. Oh. And she also runs a craft show. The other one makes soap, and she also runs a craft oh, show. Okay. Um, so it's we're all very busy people, right. but we can't like say no to a great project. Yeah. And so yeah. I uh, so you know it really depends. And like 
it, it's funny though because before Crafty Supermarket, before the holiday show this past year, I'm usually a little harried, running around and just trying to you know pick stuff up, drop stuff off, make sure that things are happening right. And this year, because it was right after Thanksgiving, and Music Hall let us set up like Wednesday afternoon. Really? Like usually we set up maybe Friday afternoon right. for the Saturday show. We set up Wednesday. Then I just straight up didn't know what to do with myself <laughs> for two days. Like I literally like did There's not nothing know to panic what to about. Do, right? <laughs> like this is really weird. Why is it so quiet? Uh-huh. And I, I, I mean, like I read Carrie Brownstein's book in its entirety on Thanksgiving, huh. and. Uh, Went out drinking Friday night. Like, like a normal person, huh? Right? <laughs> weird. <so> weird. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, a more normal day, like today, um, I mean, I rolled out of bed. I went straight to the computer like 9.30, 9.30-ish. Uh, was definitely in my pajamas until 3, which oh, isn't okay. usually the case. But I mean, it's Did you see outside. what it looked like outside today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it's, I'm not going outside, pajama day. so who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did the dishes, listened to some David Bowie, R.I.P. I know. That just happened. Um, did an interview for a story that I'm writing for WCPO.com. Emailed a crap ton of people. Worked on the program for Midwest Craft Con. Was constantly texting with my co-organizers mm. on that. Was doing a little crafty supermarket listing updates. Um, it was a little bit, a little bit of everything. Bit of everything. It sounds like, yeah. yeah and I, I like that. I mean, I don't, I don't get bored when I'm freelancing. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you segment your day? I'm always curious about people's process. Do you segment it all, never, or is it just like whatever comes up when it needs whatever, to be done? Well, whatever comes up to some extent. I'm trying to get better at not just hopping on whatever thing like pops into my inbox right, right. now. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm getting better at um, just following through on whatever thing needs to be done first and letting mm. stuff happen later. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do that to some extent by if an email pops up that I know I have to reply to, I start a draft, but then close it. So I know I have to reply eventually, and I've started See, it. See, when I do that, I wind up thinking that I have sent it, and then <laughs> like a week later, I'm like, how come nobody is responding to my email, and it's sitting there in my stupid drafts right. folder because I don't know how to press send, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> we see, I don't even type anything. I just create a draft oh. and then close it. And then I always see, like, the number of drafts, like, when the number okay. in my drafts folder, like, is more than, like, three or four. I'm like, oh, okay. I know I got to get the answering I gotta take care emails. Of. Okay. So that's just how I that's do interesting. it. But, okay. like, I, I've never tried to, like, segment my day, like, 9 to 10 is ideation. Right. And then 10 to 12 <laughs> Is writing time. But like, you say that like it's no. something to make fun of, but I love that stuff. Do you really manage to do it? No, I don't manage to do it. No, Grace, <laughs> come on now. Get real. I said I like the idea of it. Right, you see, I just don't think it's realistic. It's not that realistic because it never actually <laughs> happens. So that's, I mean, that's a case to be made. I, and some days, the thing I really love about freelancing too is that some days, like, I maybe don't have the patience to sit down and write. So I could focus right. all on administrative stuff. Okay. Focus on invoices or whatever tedious things I have to do. Like, like for example, with Crafty Supermarket, each time we do a show, there's like 30 like different listings that I have to add our show to. And it takes like a couple hours. I always wondered about that. So you literally go through and manually do like all of the individual sites or what have you that list yeah. the different craft shows. Okay. Yeah. I wondered about that. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and some of them are all hooked up together. Like, there's a Ohio Arts Network mm, or something I feel like, like I've that, seen that, that, one. that that sends into a bunch of different places. Oh, okay, but there are a lot of independent sites. They so just have to update update them yourself. Like okay. WVXU's calendar, then you have to go to WNKU's calendar, etc., etc. Et and so that's just like a kind of tedious thing that has to be done. So I save that for a day when I don't feel like doing anything that takes brain power. When your brain doesn't work, exactly. Sometimes I watch like reality television down. and just do that thing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Talk about, I mean, talk about mindless reality TV. Yeah. I'm trying to wean myself off of it. No, but The Bachelor just started. I know. I'm so excited. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I bet, you know, I. Uh, I kind of feel like quitting. I feel like boycotting it to some extent, though, because I was really rooting for the chicken enthusiast. If that is a job, sign me up. Especially, <laughs> can we add the word fried in front of that? Because <laughs> that will be my new career. Well, you know, they also have um, uh, two people on the show whose career is listed as twins. That's their career. Right. <laughs> Which goes to show the caliber of lady. That yeah, they it's so are terrible. I here. love it. But I the thing I love about that is that I'm constantly texting with my BFF uh, while it's on. So it's really, it's a social activity. Well, there's commentary. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I am always on Twitter yeah. when The Bachelor is on. Oh, like, yeah. that's 90% of the reason yeah. I even watch in the first place. Yeah, actually, there's a, de- a guy here in town, Dan Majeski, he might be listening, uh, who a few years ago, like on some Monday night, he posted, like, Watching The Bachelor so I can tell Leah what happened when she gets home from work, like his wife. Mm -hmm. And then a bunch of people commented on the post. I mean, some of them were just like, really, dude? But then a bunch (laughs) of us were like, me too. (laughs) And so it just turned into this thread, like seriously, like hundreds of comments. Oh, that's amazing. It's a community thing now. Every week it's on, we get on his Facebook page and he gets like 500 comments. That's the fun part. It's so fun. I know. Just making fun of it. I know. But to some extent, like I'm trying to... Oh no, my my um my resolution for this year, I don't really set like a resolution like I'm going to lose all of the weight I've gained since college because <laughs> that's just setting yourself up for yeah, disappointment, agreed. right? Um, my my goal for this year, inspired by the writer Jenna Wortham, do you follow her? Mm-hmm. She's amazing, okay. Jenny Deluxe on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. She writes for the New York Times Magazine. She's a badass, and she wrote a post about how her New Year's resolution is to be about it. Oh, like just in general. Just just in general. About it. Be I about like it. I like that. Yeah. Like, and I Whatever it happens to be at the time. Oh, yeah. Whatever that it way is. it's not... Be about it. And I feel like David Bowie was like the embodiment of being about mm-hmm. it. Right? Like he... It's, it's oh, kind he of, wasn't holding back. Exactly. No, and I, I, I really love Be About It um, as kind of a positive counterpoint to IDGAF. Okay. Because that is also a badass kind of don't True. don't care what you think about me thing. True. But it's a little bit more aggressive than just being about it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's going from caring what other people think and acting like you don't to really not caring what other people <laughs> think. And that's a really hard thing to do. It is. And I want to get better at that. Yeah. Well, I think to a certain extent we all have to kind of care what other people think, but I agree that not letting it 100% influence what you do. Exactly. Being about it, which is whatever you want it to be. Exactly. I think that's, yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, right? Like, it's just whatever it is that you want to do, don't let fear or doubt or whatever hold you back from doing it. Agreed. And like, or jealousy or feeling like something... You can't. You just can't do something because it's not just. It's just not what's done. Yeah. Like, so no, part of my wanting to cut back on reality television is like, 
would David Bowie watch this much reality <laughs> television? I mean, I don't know his life, but I kind of don't think that he <laughs> would be rewatching The Hills for <laughs> like the, the fifth time. <laughs> Girl, it wasn't that interesting the first time. <sighs> it's just so terrible. It's so good. It's we'll see. That's the thing. That's the thing. And there's no. There's no reason that you can't glean some sort of inspiration or learning from from that. Yeah. You can learn something. Right. And actually, after watching it so many times, I could probably write a thesis. <laughs> on, um. Or you could do that. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a pretty good way to spend your time. <laughs> Seriously. Getting a <laughs> master's in um, some field that doesn't exist yet. Make something up. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> So besides watching reality television, um, I like to try to inspire or remind myself that there are small mem- moments of joy in life. Um, so on that note, is there a moment in the past seven days that has really stood out to you as something that just sparked joy for you personally? Hmm, Like a little one or a big one or does it matter? It doesn't matter. Like, I was super excited about getting in bed and eating strawberry yogurt last night. Like, I was 100% (laughs) looking forward to that, which probably says a lot more about me and my life than it does about (laughs) anything else. But, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I I think I could top that, though, because honestly, (laughs) like, my favorite thing I did over the weekend was work on a Charlie Harper jigsaw puzzle. Oh, I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle in forever. Right? New hot thing. Okay. That is my prediction. Uh, it's well, taking the place of adult coloring books. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And also, I mean, coloring books are still around and there are lots of good Love options, it. right? Love it. Like, I want to make one. Like, I want to create should. one for Crafty Supermarket. Yes. You know, have our artists do it. I would 100% it. be behind that. Like, yes. totally, totally into it. But my predictions for what's going to be hot this year uh-huh. one, jigsaw puzzles for okay. adults. All right. Two, shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. Do they still make them? Yes, they do. Who? Where do you get them? Michaels. <laughs> no, I've been okay. Talk about being about it. Oh my god! So I forget uh, when it all started. Um, is it oh, still like Superman characters and whatnot, or what is it? Well, I haven't seen kits. That's probably coming. Okay, I'm just talking like packs, ten packs of like the sheets, eight by eight and a half by eleven sheets, and then you draw on it and cut it to be whatever oh. you want. Oh. I have not seen those. See, I only saw the character kind of You don't before. follow me on Instagram, obviously, because <laughs> I've been boasting a lot about my shrinky dink making. Um, no, so I got like a gift a gift certificate to Michael's back in the fall, mm-hmm. and I spent probably like two hours walking around because I don't want to waste it, right? I don't oh, when you like, have a gift certificate, it is serious business. Right. Yeah. It was like $45. I was oh, like, oh, oh, girl. Yes. Like, uh, this is really tough decision. You can do some damage. Right? Yeah. But I bought two packs of shrinky dinks had a shrinky dink making party at my place back around christmas time people got so creative with it even the one person who was there like a lot of it was my crafty people yeah and the one person who was like not a crafty person she was like i'm so intimidated i don't know what to do i was like just feel it like do whatever you feel let the dink talk to you (laughs) (laughs) and so she ended up drawing um some sandwiches and like I can get behind food. Like, they turned out amazing. Okay. Like so, she made sandwich earrings. <gasps> I didn't think about right? making like one jewelry. is a hoagie and one is a burger. It turned out so good. Awesome. And she said that she wasn't creative. Yeah, that's amazing. So I and I made um I made like a 
bunch of emojis, little emojis uh-huh. for earrings for gifts um, before Christmas. And then also, uh, you do them as gifts. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it makes for great mm. gifts. I mean, I'm also super obsessed with Nico Etsume right now, the cat collector game. Okay, it's a, it's a ridiculous like iPad iPhone game where oh, you see, set out gifts to. and then you can like. Um, <laughs> we've got an audience right now of little children looking at our window. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you put out gifts for the cats, and then cats come, and you can, like, take pictures of them, and, okay. like, uh, you learn about their personalities. It's really amazing and really addictive. That's so weird. I've never heard of that. I know. It's a, But it's a Japanese... Um, of course it is. Come on. Yeah, and, <laughs> first, and originally it was only released in Japanese, so I tried to play it when it first came out, but I, I, I did not understand, understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, now... They've got an English version, which makes it a lot easier to play. But I'm totally planning making some Nico Atsume Shrinky Dinks. Um, but yeah, that is my Folks, prediction. You heard it here You heard first. it here first. Shrinky Dinks in 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you on the internet, in real life, et cetera, et cetera? How can we stalk you? Oh, on the internet, I'm at gracedobush.com. On all social media, gracedobush to go. Um, as inspired by Steve Martin's uh, Twitter handle. Steve Martin to go. Steve <laughs> Martin was already taken. Um, <laughs> there's not another Grace Dobish. I, I just had like a but the to go is yeah. Add the to go for the nice for the public one. Um, my alter ego Gail can be found <laughs> at Crafty Supermarket. <laughs> no, so the story behind that story behind that is uh, at Crafty Supermarket this year. Fox 19 was like interviewing mm-hmm. me. No, not Fox 19. Sorry, it was it was WCPO I think and. Um, it was a TV interview. It was a TV interview. Um, they broadcast it during the evening news, and uh, the guy just straight up had me say my name and spell it on camera, and then... Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure I was standing behind you when they yeah. were getting set up, so I remember hearing you do those things. <laughs> right, and then the Chiron at the bottom, um, as I'm talking for the sound bit, it says Gail Dobo. <laughs> and, and, and then I realize also I'm wearing but the a crazy name tag. You're wearing... It I mean, says... It says Grace with like three exclamation With exclamation points, points like Jeb. <laughs> But before, it was crazy. um, (laughs) It's just the funniest thing in the world to me. And Gail has become like my alter ego uh, slash... um, Ooh, evil twin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Gail, there's a lot of possibilities for Gail. Um, So I'm going to explore that this year, see what I can blame on her. That's another thing to put on the list. All right. (laughs) Shrinky dinks and watch out for Gail, because we don't know what she's going to be up to. (laughs) All right, Grace, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, And if you want to check me out, I am Tamia Stinson. So all of my handles are the style sample on Twitter and Instagrams. And we will see you next time. Bye.